All right, boys, come on now, sit down. Uncle Dylan's got something to tell you. Now, if you're enjoying our podcast and you feel like you want to help us out, head on over to our Patreon page and throw some money our way. For just a small monthly fee, you'll get access to premium episodes that regular folk can only dream of. And if that's not enough, we'll even throw in some exclusive extras like access to our Discord where we can just hang, you know? Just me and the boys. We'll all be there. You can participate in the creation of our content and get a glimpse into the inner workings of our podcast. So don't waste any more time. Visit our Patreon page and become a patron today. Thank you for supporting us and just for being you, one of the boys. All right, on with the show. Just thinking about how they stitched up Fergie Ferg. They were like, we're going to do a song called Let's Get It After and we're going to have you unaccompanied at the start of the song going, let's get it after. Like, they really just put her out there first. Threw her right under the bus. Yeah. And I think that was... We'll get the white woman to do it that first. That was the debut album of, like, with her. It was, wasn't it? Ella Funk? M- yeah, and that may have been the debut single with her. So it's like, hey, guys, we've got a new singer. Let's get it out. Yeah, good times. I love how they've scrubbed that song from existence. Yeah. Did they change it originally for radio, like, straight away? Or? Yeah, the the radio edit was always uh, Let's, Let's Get, get it started. started. But the album version was Let's Get It After. And now if you go to the full album on Spotify or any streaming service, it's not there. It's not on there. It's on YouTube, but not their official YouTube. Like, the only video they have is of Let's Get It Started. Right. And, you know, really, as a child and teen of the 2000s, I feel like this is cultural erasure, that we're just, as a society, we're forgetting and burying the fact that Let's Get Nightmare exists. Best Supporting Actor. Kid Who What? Ki the Hu ki- Kid Kwan. Who Won. Didn't you hear? He's the no. Kid Who Won. Ki Hu Kwan. He plays... Um, uh, well, I can't remember his name. Racist. No. he play- He's in um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, yeah. So, he that one best, That one best picture. Yes. It's not that good. It's better than anything else that was I mean, out there. I mean, maybe. Look, okay, first of all, Oscars, pedo awards. Don't care. Most of the people there suck. Uh, they have bad takes all the time. During Me Too, they like to lecture the rest of the world about shit that was very endemic to I am, their culture. I'm going to say, though, in the last couple of years, it, the winners, it's been important because it's been able to promote, um, like, cultures and styles of films that really haven't been in the forefront for ever so when parasite won like that was huge the first completely non-english 
speaking film yeah, to win an Oscar. The only reason that's huge is because of what a redundant body the Academy is. Yeah. That they had never done that before. Yeah. And like it's So I, like they set the bar so low for how many years now? Uh almost eighty, I think. And then they finally cl- like I, I understand what you're saying that like lately they've been having some good takes instead of bad like, ones like good this. picks so, uh, so I didn't two, think that movie was that good at all I was pretty disappointed by it two Asian Americans have taken yeah but I don't care act- the movie like, wasn't good I, it's still a big thing and I I disagree it's important I think to them the movie, Dylan so I disagree with you in you thinking the movie was not good I think it was good I don't think it was amazing but I think it was good I I mean look yeah I didn't watch or I don't know whether or not I've watched the other movies that are nominated. I've just saw that one won Best Picture and I was surprised because I didn't think it was that good. I don't um, think it was up against really stiff competition this year. Or maybe The Whale. But Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for The Whale, which very well deserved. I love how the internet's pretending they love him now, like they haven't been clowning him for the last however many years and sharing those like embarrassing photos of him looking fat or... Having like receding hairline, which is sad because like I don't want to be that guy, but I don't ever remember doing that, and I just remember feeling sad that he wasn't an actor, and for whatever reason he wasn't in the acting sphere, not knowing why, and just kind of going, "Well, he's obviously disappeared. Something's happened. He's he's come back, and he's obviously either just decided I don't want to continue being that like." buff hero type and I'm just going to be me and that's fine you're allowed to do that but then hearing that he actually went through something incredibly traumatic and was like yeah I had to just I just had to leave Hollywood because if I didn't I was I was literally going to implode Become a pedophile well yeah, just implode like the rest of them. and so yeah and it's very sad but it's great that he's had such an amazing comeback yeah because i mean he was never a good actor right like people like him because he was hot and he was in movies that people i think he just wasn't ever given a chance to show his chops that was the thing he was he was typecast from the get-go like with george of the jungle and the mummy um and encino man it was all just he was very typecast very very typecast so and that happens a lot and then you aren't offered roles that you actually want because people don't think you're able to to perform them or pull them off and so they don't even consider you. Or so. they try and like predict like oh no audiences won't respond well to that. Yeah. They they won't want to see that or they won't know how to interpret you and they start trying to think for the audience. Yeah. And in a way, you know, sell the audience's intelligence short but that's um, why I mean, it's good for, good for him i think like i i haven't seen the movie i might watch it because it, it i don't know it's interesting that he's come back and to such like success and praise that's um, why it's been really difficult for a lot of films in the last couple of years to be good original get best um uh, best picture award and be an original screenplay but because a lot of the time uh producers and film companies will only want to bank on something predictable that they know is going to make oh, them money well, yeah this is the the capitalism of the film industry 
which is that you only make the oh. most safe bets that will have the maximum guaranteed returns. Okay, so while I am glad that Everything Everywhere All at Once did win the Oscar for Best Picture, there are two films in here that arguably I think I personally would have preferred to win, but it, having said that, I'm not upset that Everything Everywhere All at Once won. So Wes Anderson ever won an Oscar? I don't know. I'll check that in a second. But um, the Banshees of Inishirin was amazing. Ed Sheeran? No, the Banshees of Inishirin. Ed Sheeran? It's a, it's a place in Ireland. It's a great film. It's got Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson in it and well worth watching. I watched it with my mom and it was just like weird and amazing. Um, Triangle of Sadness I was meant to see but didn't get to see in time. And my mate um, who... I was supposed to go and see it with, they were like, oh, it's like, it's really, really good. It's well worth going and seeing. So that's um, something that I will probably see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Fablemans as well. I saw The Fablemans and was a bit like. I wanted to see that because it's Paul Dano, but mm. I didn't want to see it because I was like, Spielberg's love letter to film. No, so it's kind of. So I did see The, the Fablemans. It's autobiographical. So it's pretty much. Even worse. So it's pretty much Stephen's life, but there's, I think, a lot of creative license. That sucks. It's actually pretty good. I, I don't didn't like hate things it. that are a love letter to the medium. I've seen Tar as well with Kate Blanchett. That was good. Didn't think it would be the winner, like the Oscar winner, but it was a good film. Weird and good. All Quiet on the Western Front, I thought might have scooped it up as well. It's a. I think it was a Netflix film, a Netflix funded film. Who's I think. in that? Because it's a Western that's either out or coming out soon that I wanted to see. No, it's all quiet on the Western Front, so it's a um, an army film or a, a war film. It's uh, it's a oh, remake. Yeah, it's yeah, a remake yeah. of the original. War breaks out in Germany in nineteen fourteen. Someone told me about this. The yeah, other day. and so Paul Baumer and his classmates quickly enlist in the army to serve their fatherland. No sooner are they drafted than the first images from the battlefield show them the reality of war. So it's a, it's like it's a nineteen seventeen type, you know, realistic war film where you're shown the horrors of. Of war, um, the other ones that were nominated was Top Gun Maverick, which I'm glad didn't win. Um, Women Talking, which won Best Original Screenplay, which I'm very glad about because it's about um, it's about a sexual abuse and violence uh, sort of scenario happening within a small. A religious community and these women about like what it like how they're going to deal with it and what they're going to do and whether or not they decide to stay or leave the community I, I don't know if it's set in like an Amish community but it feels very much like that I don't like I don't know too much because we only saw the um we only saw the ad for it the trailer and the trailer doesn't really give too much away um, but yeah, it looked really, really good. So I want to see that too. Avatar: The Way of Water was nominated, which I'm also glad didn't win. And Elvis. What are you going to go against Top Gun Maverick? By the way, um, Tom Cruise is one of the last real movie stars. He's just, out there making real movies. Just I think when it's up against all those other films, it's yeah. And then Elvis by Baz Luhrmann, which also yeah definitely would Who not have won. Keeps letting him. 
he's one of those people like him. He's done. He's done. He he had his heyday. He's done. He him, needs to stop Zach making Snyder, it. Mm. Who keeps letting these people like, oh, they're so stylistic. Yeah, but they suck. This style is shit. So I'm glad Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for The Whale. Um, the only other person in the list that I think would have maybe deserved it was Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Cause again, he was really good, just like phenomenal. Um, and, uh, Michelle Yeoh, she's from, she's the lead actress in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, really well deserved. She was good. Like her as an actor in the film, she was good. Like yeah. there was stuff about the film that I liked for sure. I watched the whole thing. If I don't like a movie, I turn it off. But mm. I just was, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. I think that it kind of had a lot of good ideas that it kind of fumbled the bag on. That's That was sort of my takeaway from it, that it didn't really pull it all together. You and I, Cam, tried to watch Blonde, which was that very art house style yeah, that movie um, didn't. Marilyn Monroe biopic. When does Barbie come out? That movie didn't do it for me. Good question. Um, but I say that because Anna de Armas was up for um, Best Actress. Anna de Armas? De Armas. Um, Damas. Best International Feature Film was All Quiet on the Western Front, which is cool. Um... And then, yeah, Best Supporting Actor, Ki-Hu Kwan. Um, he is the little... Asian he's the little person. kid in Temple of Doom. Yeah, he's short round, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he's the little kid in Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, which is amazing. So, really, like, no matter how great Brendan Fraser's comeback was, he, like, surpassed that. <laughs> He like over, over like outshone Brendan Fraser's yeah. comeback to cinema. Oh yeah, uh, Barry. Uh, I think it's Keown. Uh, so he is. If anyone's seen the new Robert Pattinson Batman, he's the teased Joker at the very end. Mm. Um, he was in uh, the Banshees of Inisherin as well. And uh, in, all, in all honesty, if it were going to be anyone else, I would have set him for Best Supporting Actor. And Best Supporting Actress was Jamie Lee Curtis. Again, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is awesome. What's the best Batman movie or... Well, let's go with movie. I was going to say movie or, like, universe because they keep rebooting the universe. Uh, Live action or animated? Um, Let's think... Let's... All of it. Um... I don't know if it's the best, but my favorite Batman animated movie is Under the Red Hood. I think. Yeah, I remember you liking that as a kid. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. And they just did some kind of like spiritual successor where it's got a lot of the same actors and I think the same animators. It's like a bunch of shorts, but it's like released as like one long film. Sorry, I'd like to interrupt to make a correction. Uh, Women Talking is best adapted screenplay, not original screenplay. Original screenplay is, again, everything, everywhere, all at once. Women Talking? Yeah. Whose idea was that? I didn't know that they um, animated The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. That's a a cute little book. Um, One that my sister got me for my birthday one year. I didn't realise they animated it. That's cool. Um, anyway, back to Batman. All right, well, fine. Women talking. 
Um, I like the Batman Beyond slash Batman of the Future, depending on which region you're in. Movie Return of the Joker. I remember liking that as a kid. Yeah, I remember watching that as an adult and being like, oh, that's what happened? That sucks. What do you mean? Because the twist is that former Robin is the new Joker. and I think that twist is fine. I think the execution of the twist... Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The twist is fine. That's a cool twist because it makes sense. But the way they did it was like, no, he's not crazy and the Joker. He's got like a microchip and that makes him the Joker. I reckon... That shit I, I wouldn't sucks. be surprised. Given, given the things in that that got censored... So there's there's two versions that exist, and one of the main differences I can think of is um, when the the Joker, the like the original Joker, dies the way that Robin kills him and like pushes him into the the thing. Yeah, like he there's an edit I'm pretty sure where he actually shot him. Yeah. So so like the gun does the bang flag and then the bang flag shoots out and like impales him. That's the cool version that got censored in Australia. Yeah. The one that they showed in Australia was it cuts away and he like accidentally electrocutes himself because he's all, he like falls into some like crates of water or something, some barrels of water. Barrels of water. <laughs> you just, you know, you have barrels of water. And he gets all wet and then as he's trying to get up, he, like, like grabs hold of a big switch and pulls it down by accident and then electrocutes him. Yeah, that really needs, like, some Off of those... Off screen. What's that, that skidding uh, thing you got on the sandboard? Like that. Oh, yeah, I haven't got that. Oh, you haven't got your... I haven't got a cute. I haven't got my instance. Excuses. But I guess my point was, given that there were darker versions of it, like, including one where Child Robin just shot the Joker and killed him. Yeah, um, the gun in the censored version just turned you into a Joker guy. So instead of... Like, what? Yeah, so the line... Oh, I'll show it, actually. Yeah, my my memory is that they shot the bang flag out and then the bang flag itself shot out. If that makes sense. Which doesn't. I didn't explain that very well. The bang flag pops out of the gun and then he fires the whole thing. All right. Uncut and censored versions. So, like, little things like the way the people violence... Getting, people getting slashed. Yeah, the way the violence plays out. So, I guess you can't punch people in the stomach because it's censoring a lot of people getting punched in the stomach. <laughs> you can't show them, like, huddled in fear. I remember that. So, this is great content, by the way. It's really good stuff. This is still the cold open. We haven't started yet. How can this still be the cold open? You I were talking a making, lot about the Oscars. I love making my yeah. We would we were talking. That's what you do on a podcast. Yeah, I was setting up. We were talking about something relevant that's happening right now. That has happened right now. Well, all right then. Also, I don't understand how. People, uh, no, what I was about to say was me. I personally am not attracted to Rooney Mara and I think she looks sad and gaunt and I don't see the oh, appeal. Oh, so what you were going to say was mean, but yeah. you decided to say that she looks sad and gaunt and you don't know That's what people are That's not mean at all. Her. That's yeah. just my opinion. It is my opinion. If Who's my that guy that everyone's freaking out over at the moment? Which the guy? F- guy that's in Last of Us. Oh, um, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. 
super mid. Oh, really? You don't like him? He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. That's he's it. mid. He's just a mid man. But I think he's nice and people like that. Yeah, yeah like, you know, if you, if, you, if you worked with him and he came across as, like, charismatic, you might want to, like, date him or something. But, yeah, but just that, looking like, at him is just like, this is a mid man. I guess, but sometimes mid that... Mid man. What would mid man's superpowers be? That sometimes, they like... They wouldn't be super. They would be mid. <laughs> He just has powers. Being yeah. nice and charming in that way is sometimes like sexier than just being attractive. Listen up, guys. You don't have to look good. You, you just I have mean, to you look d- me. You don't. You don't. Like some guys are just really charming and nice and they're not like they're not crazy super what we consider stereotypically attractive but this is crazy because what i've been told and i have it on good authority oh yeah yeah what i've been told by numerous other podcasts is that girls only go for high value males and that characteristics of a high value male are you know being very very attractive like top one percent attractive incorrect there are a lot of people that are attracted to people like jack black Jack Black has got some kind of like oh, yeah, he crazy. Fucks. He's got some charisma about him and some energy, and that man. But he's also rich and famous. Like, do you, uh, do you not think that the mitigating factor for him being overweight is that he's also rich and famous? Like, would a guy like exactly like Jack Black, but not rich and famous? Let's. Oh, say I've he, seen it. I've seen it happen. You've there seen are plenty, it happen. So plenty of actors. I've seen a man with that width that can yes. kick that high. Well, I've seen... Ah, that's what I thought. I've seen men who look similar to Jack Black who are as charming as him just pull. They pull. Have you seen him on Getting Dug With High when he gets too fucking stoned and just has a freak out in the middle of the show? It's... I mean, I want to say great, but that's kind of mean because you are just just watching someone suffer an intense weed, anxiety, freak out... Nah, that's funny. And that's there's content. nothing that anyone can do about it. They probably could have stopped <laughs> filming or not put the episode out. But Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. I want to believe that he okayed it. Yeah. Uh, and that they didn't just release well, this. Well, I think also it would have streamed live anyway. Oh, well, originally, that's so different. It's like, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit different. I thought it was like they had pre-recorded and he was like, nah, it's funny, don't worry. But yeah, he... Um, Is Jack Black any good? At what? At acting. Because I feel like he's in... He's pretty one note, but he's, he's well, good at that note. Yeah. But I feel like I've mostly seen him in trash. Good or bad. So, like, School of Rock is amazing. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm just looking at a picture of... Uh, Childish Gambino. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Kung Fu Panda, really, really good. I haven't seen the new Mario movie. It's not out yet. Uh, That's a good reason to not have seen it. Jumanji, kind of mid. Meh. This Everything one. else is trash. Jumanji? Yeah. Uh, not is that good. Robin Williams? No, the new ones. The new ones. He's in the new Jumanjis. New Manji. New Manji. With uh, I'm Dwayne not. Johnson. <laughs> I like this, but <laughs> when... trying to get me some new Manji. So I like this outfit that Rihanna wore on the red carpet for the Oscars, but when I saw her walking, all I could think was, she's going to trip on that, and if she falls over and lands on her baby bump, that's going to be all kinds of terrible and sad. And that I was, would be that fucking <laughs> crazy. I was so that worried. That would be the most insane thing 
other <laughs> than the fact that the Oscars is just a room full of pedophiles. That would be even more pedophiles and rapists. That and I, do you think that would be like that would top Will Smith hitting Chris Rock at last year's Absolutely. Oscars? Absolutely. If Rihanna fell on her baby, yeah. <laughs> that would be one of the most insane things that it has would ever be happened. Every year it would they be have horrific, to top it. though. It would be absolutely horrific because if it, she, no, it would be her- horrific. But yeah. I'm also just thinking like conservative think pieces about how she should have this wouldn't have happened if she was staying at home or like not wearing heels yeah or dressing the way that she was dressing which was not very trad and Mm. there would would be all kinds of it would be there's like absolute everyone people would lose their minds over that moment there's like there's some intern running down a long uh hallway and he's he like bursts into like the editor's room Uh, rihanna has just fallen on her bump they think the baby might go. They think she might lose the baby. Everyone just like tears papers out of their... Fuck, they've all got typewriters in conservative uh, news media. They don't use computers. What do we think? Because of big tech. I mean, it's simple, but it looks good. Yeah, we need I like five it. million words on, Look at on Rihanna's bump. Monet now. Yeah, Janelle Monet. She was really good in Knives Out. I liked her in the Glass Onion Knives Out film. So... I think, like, because I haven't seen her act in anything. And maybe that, I think that was her sort of debut acting uh, role. And surprisingly good. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't expect her to be a good actress. So, yeah, good. That's my my thoughts on that. Man, I'm going to hate editing this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Michelle Yo, her husband is punching way up. All right, let's stop talking about the Oscars. Way now. up. Literally way up. That motherfucker's tiny. His name is Gene Tot. And just. He's punching is, up. Is it Gene or One. Jean? Oh, it's probably Jean. Jean Todd. Holy. Jean Todd, I'm a tiny Frenchman with my hot Asian girlfriend. Wife. My hot Asian wife girlfriend. <laughs> Just normally in my mental. country we fuck children who are smaller than us, but my Jesus. fetish is a woman who is much bigger. Wow. <laughs> wow. Tall, tall. She's taller. She's not big. She's tall. So what is going on with inflation? Can we kill everyone yet? Wow. Can we? Uh, inflation's not that bad here. It's it does suck though, and it's hitting the housing market like a ton of bricks. We're insulated from that because we have a sweet housing deal yeah. going on, but, but the rest like, of everyone else is getting fucked in the ass. Well, the, the not, current, me not so much. I would say I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, but I, I'm not talking about anecdotally. I'm talking about the country. I know. I understand. I'm just saying that I have been lucky because I got in on the rental market as in I am renting before the rental crisis happened, like literally the year before it kind of all started falling to pieces. So I've, I've been very fortunate. Also, I'm a good tenant. So my landlord and my agents have been like, please don't leave us. So the interest rate now is about where it was pre... I said inflation. What did I say? You said interest rate, and you're about to talk about the interest rate. I know that the interest rate has just gone up from 0.2 to 3 point something, which is a normal amount for the interest rate. I'm talking about inflation. Why is inflation so bad? 
Oh, I see. Right, no, no, no I got to hand myself there because the interest rate increases in response to the inflation. Which is stupid. The That's inflation is already a drain on society and it's it exists because this is a thing, like I remember from my economics classes where it'd be like supply and demand curve and oh, when there's too much you know, demand or not enough supply, prices will increase and blah, blah. And it's like they leave out the step where people who run companies go, let's raise the price of everything. Let's yeah. just do it. And they all do it at once. And they raise most of the, most of them raise most of their prices at once. And then the government response or the, the, the bank's response is to turn around and go, oh, let's make another aspect of everyday life even more expensive, which is all of your debts. As opposed to turning around and telling companies, hey, don't do that. You're not allowed to do that. We're capping prices, and if you increase them again, you're fucked. Like, why should the why should the monetary policy be let's burden the average person even more so much so that they stop spending and prices go back down like that? Because that's the mechanism. That's why interest rates ostensibly are increased in times of high inflation is to do that. So why why do we get further punished for companies being like? do we think we can get away with raising prices because there's a war in Ukraine or because COVID happened fucking two years ago at this point or because a train fell down somewhere? Like, yes, we do think we can, so we're going to do it. So I'm not like uh, an economics expert, but I feel like the... Me neither. I think the theory behind it is that you'll spend less money or you spend money less frivolously, which will cause prices to drop. Yeah, that's what I said. That's ostensibly what the raise... That's... That's the reason given for raising interest rates in response to inflation. Do you think but it not? Do you think it doesn't work? I'm saying cap prices. Control these fucking businesses. It's yeah, but, their fault. But you can't cap the prices of like foreign goods that like other companies outside of Australia are setting. So like we're because we're we, Australia, we have our own farming and all this kind of shit. We can cap prices on everyday essentials. Well, yeah, quite you could easily. cap pricing on on food that's grown. You could cap prices on like Australian goods, which would probably like increase the demand for Australian goods. So you know, there's that. Um, I don't know what the there's probably some complicated economics reason why you wouldn't do that, or why they haven't done that, or why that wouldn't work. I don't know. But apparently, I've I've heard that um, that the interest, none of the interest, that the, the the amount of inflation is not proportionate to the amount that it's actually costing companies. Like they're not, it's not like shit's gotten twenty percent more expensive, so they've increased shit by twenty percent. No, they've increased it's completely it, disproportionate. Yeah, they've increased it enough to have additional profits, more so than what they had before. Yeah, exactly. They haven't just covered their bases and continued on the same. Yeah, profit margins as before. They are taking advantage of the situation because they are unchecked by our feckless, gutless Labor government who is only a bee's dick better than the Liberals. And they're just getting away with it. They just get away with it. Why should companies eat the cost of a... They don't need to eat the cost, but they shouldn't get to eat the profit while everyone else is fucking struggling. So it should only... So prices should only increase in proportion to inflation. That would be a reason... What? 
Well, price like, is increasing is inflation. Well, like whatever you're talking about, you're talking about inflation being proportionate to uh, the, basically the cost of doing business. Yeah. So, like, whatever the that would be, if you were going to cap the prices, be a reasonable place to cap it. Okay. How would you enforce that though? Like, if your prices go up mm. more than X percent, we will fine you. We will jail you. <laughs> It's pretty easy to enforce. You can see the fucking prices. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I find it so insulting when I go into like a Coles or a Woolies and I see those little stickers they have on things like prices locked until, you know, December 2023. Like you're doing me a favor by picking out a couple of random things and being like every like because you're admitting everything else is going up but this this right here this one thing in the aisle so what is we're, what, we're doing you a favor so we're, they're just not going to increase the price of that item until later yeah i've never seen those stickers at woolies that's weird that's that's very interesting i they're definitely around coles i'm pretty sure they're in woolies as well but yeah just the i it's it's patronizing and it's it is just admitting that yeah everything else is getting expensive so don't worry like crumpets or whatever it is, ever, is gonna is gonna stay at this price but not even indefinitely we can't even promise that just for a few more months. Do you ever shop at small businesses? There's not really any in our walkable area. I mean, there is for groceries like if you need produce or whatever, or if you want to. It's like I don't buy a lot of produce, but there is a good pro. Two, two or so good produce places. Yeah, produce places near us. Uh, it depends really on what you want. So, like, if you want like fruit and veg, there's like Vietnamese uh, grocery stores in the area. Or if you want rice, I assume that the Indian grocery store will have rice. That's my assumption. I've never been in there. And if you want like meat or whatever, you just go to a butcher. Yeah, I should start doing that. I was doing it for a while, but it does start to get pretty tedious because you have to make three stops instead of one. Like yeah, it, I mean, like, that's why most people... I do succumb to convenience very easily. Yeah. It's kind of like... I don't know, it just becomes... But uh, the thing is, it's also not our fucking job to put like... Because this, this is a fucking myth. This is a fucking fallacy of capitalism that it can be controlled from the bottom up. Like, no, it's not our job to manage Coles. We elect people whose job it is to do that. Tell Coles they can't do this bullshit anymore or you'll find them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. So you've just gone grocery shopping and it's probably why you're so heated about this. No, I haven't. Okay. What have you been up to? What's been going on? Uh, I've been... This is my seventh work day in a row that I've just finished, speaking of capitalism. Okay. Um... No, like I've been thinking about this stuff anyway, but I'm particularly heated because I, I was saying she was listening to uh, Richard Wolf on a podcast and he's good at getting you all fired up about this kind of shit. But I like I know this anyway because, like I said, it's very basic economics that I learnt that they, 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 admit, they tell you this is the formula, this is the graph, this is the if, if X then Y sort of thing. And they're like, but why? Why the Why? So that's why I'm a little bit heated about it. Um, yeah, old Rolfy knows how to light a fire. Yeah. I don't know that... He, he ate shit in his debate with Destiny, but it's because he's not a good debater. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder how solid 
those guys are, actually are in their understanding of those systems. Because, like, I've seen Ben Burgess do debates, and his whole shit is debate. That's like... Yeah, he, half of his show is just reviewing other people's debates. Yeah, but I've like seen him... Like, he's some debate authority. I've seen him get creamed before when it comes to, like, debates on policy that would relieve, uh, like, economic hardship for working-class people. So And same with Richard Wolff. Like, he's got some very good lectures that are yeah. easy to nod along with, but when you get into specific policies or specific ideas and very simple questions like, has this worked somewhere else? And if it hasn't, then what's the deal there? Why do we want to do it here? And if it has worked, then what's the thing preventing it from happening? What's the drawbacks? Like, very simple questions. Uh, I feel like if you don't do enough argument, if you don't do enough arguing with people in like sort of real terms, it can get very easy to get bogged down in the academics of it. Just That's be- why I'm constantly arguing with people. Yeah. Um, so you've just gotten off of a seven-day work swing. Yeah, but, you know, it was, it hasn't been too busy and I've been doing work on my bachelor's and my Cert 4 at once. Hooray. I need to start my Cert 4 as well. Cert 4 is pretty easy. For those playing at home, Cam and I are doing a Cert 4, which is like a, 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 a mini diploma. Yeah. It's like a trade school certificate. Yeah. yeah in, in mental health. Um, I'm looking at doing some kind of mental health support work and Cam is going to roll it into his sort of holistic wellness kind of vibe that he's on. Yeah, I just think it'd be useful to have it be good knowledge to have. Knowledge! And it's free because our government really wants people to learn those skills. So the industry must not be doing that well. Yeah, Um, that is funny. Well, also, um, like those industries suffered the most, I think, during COVID and people their mental health suffered a lot during COVID. So they're trying to invest in that as much as possible now because they realise that they did not have the the people or the facilities in place in order to be able to support that. And so I, I've been thinking about doing that kind of thing since I went to hospital and then to outpatient care. And just my experience with that and it was all public sector and you know there were do you have to pay when you go to the crazy person hospital i went to a normal hospital ah i didn't need to be i didn't need to be institutionalized oh i see um but also depending like i had a friend who went to graylands and i I visited them while they were there like that's there are like public sector crazy person hospitals as well but I went to the ER of a regular hospital because uh, I went and saw my doctor and basically told him what the deal was. And he was like, you're at high risk. Go now. <laughs> I will write you a note. Um, this will get you to the front of the line. So, Do you feel uh, like it helped? Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at is that after that experience and the help that I got... Uh, there and then also the outpatient care and like the having a support worker type deal. Uh, she was more of a case manager, but it was it was, had some of those support work elements to it. Um, on top of my psychiatrist, psychologist, all that kind of thing, I found very helpful and it made me think, man, I want to do that for other people. 
Um, and I've been, you know, looking on Seek at different jobs and, you know, just kind of getting a feel for the industry because there, there's a few different ways that you can do it, you know. Um, Which way do you feel like would be, well, like what what part of the industry is most attractive to you? Oh, I like the idea of having like either video or in-person sessions or there are places where you can, you know, those text message services where you can work for a company that people message but pr- sort of like better help yeah, yeah but but probably more like yeah count counseling kind of sessions regular sessions that people in outpatient care or at risk people have mm-hmm. i want to work with people with depression and similar mental illnesses i'm not super interested personally this is you know you got to know what it is that you you know i'm not i'm not super interested in maybe special needs people because i don't think that i mean i could i could learn but i don't think i have enough sort of like experience or knowledge that i don't feel like i could bring anything to that mm. i don't know that the cert 4 would give you much of a qualification for them anyway yeah that's more community services i mean you, you don't need a qualification to move into those industries like everyone that i know that works with special needs people just did it off the street ah oh, okay but it looks better and so sometimes sort of it's easier out with them. to you're get. You're not like doing anything. It it depends. There's right. like there's many different companies and different programs and different strains of doing this stuff. So I'm just getting an idea of what it is that I want to do, like, and 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 it is work with people experiencing depression and suicidality and all these kind of things. Just on the back of that, a lot of roles now for like disability support workers, it does usually request or require that you have either a certificate or a diploma in community services oh yeah it it definitely helps to but like i the people like i said the people that i know that have got into those industries have not had any kind of prior qualification yeah just because it's it can be difficult to get people in and what they will tend to do is get you in and then say we'll pay for you to get a diploma or get a cert yeah yeah so yeah, been at work, been working on my, and so Cam and I are doing that that certificate in mental health. Um, I don't know if I've I've updated our our fans, our avid listeners. Cameron's walking away. Um, I'm doing a bachelor of arts, majoring in philosophy, mm. because doing a design degree was not enough wank. It wasn't enough. Had to, of a, had to take it to the next level. Wasn't enough of a waste of time and money. And if that wasn't enough, that I'm doing it in philosophy, I haven't fully decided yet. But I'm pretty sure my second major will be in Spanish. Okay. Nice. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know how much, I like. I don't know at what level I am through like my on and off Spanish lessons that I've had mm. over the last couple of years. But I'm sure once. I start, I'll adjust. That'd be cool. Yeah. 2023, man. It's about doing things that we want to do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we haven't got much time left on Earth anyway, so you may as well enjoy yourself. Oh, man. The world's about to burst into flames. Don't give a fuck. (laughs) It's just, you know, I like, why not? Why not do a philosophy and Spanish degree? Who's going to stop me? Yeah, Um, you're like, you're in your 30s now. I I feel like if you're at uni at your 30s, you may as well do something that interests you. I think it's really admirable that you're both 
like pursuing that as well just like so I think about me sometimes on whether or not I would have the like capability of doing that and while I feel like I'm a good sort of emotional and mental support for family and friends when I need to be I do I do I think take on too much of it like I will hold on to that emotionally uh, and mentally for longer than I probably need to and if I were doing that on a regular basis with people that I don't know it would probably become draining and is also why I think ultimately in the end I didn't become like a forensic pathologist or you know go down that route because I had considered going into that and you know either going into the like forensic side of um of a career uh, but then just kind of realized that means I have to probably do morgue work and look at people who are dead and it would I think I would have a hard time separating the person from the body and being able to you know have that live in my head all the time so yeah I'm it's it's great and I think you guys will do great with it I'm well, just, thank you. Yeah, I just... I, I know, haven't even started. <laughs> I just know I'm not the kind of person that would be able to do that on a regular basis. I've spent the last couple of years doing it on a regular basis. Crazy. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, through sort of relationships with people, I've I've, I've had my, my metal tested as far as seeing and hearing some fucked up stuff and it definitely and because they were in personal relationships as well there's obviously a connection there so i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna feel that but even then i think i'm pretty good at being like yep you are cutting yourself in front of me (laughs) that's the thing that's the thing that i'm now having to deal with um and not losing my cool (laughs) yeah or becoming too horrifically scarred afterwards how do you deal with uh being a support person for for somebody like that like how i guess how do you have to compartmentalize things yeah of course how and uh, i mean i don't know i think it's just my personality so like ellen's got a very sticky mind and things get sort of like clogged up in there for a while but you feel you like you're just all smooth no, I, like I think that I compartmentalize and I think I detach kind of naturally anyway. Like, and that as a, as a defense mechanism may not, it, it doesn't always serve me well in a relationship because there are some times that I need to be engaged when I'm not. But when it comes to, I think, helping someone but keeping it at enough of an arm's length, I mean, I guess we'll see, but I, I feel like I just, that's my natural inclination anyway. You find that you're quite good at setting boundaries. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, see, I have a uh, not so much the boundaries thing, but I have a hard time of like not feeling like I have to solve a problem or help it or get it to its conclusion. So, like, I, I have that as well. Yeah, mm. but it's it's that whole you know you want that person to be okay and you want it to meet its like a good conclusion and sometimes things just won't and there's a part of me that has trouble accepting that and so I think that's why I would struggle with it because it's like I want this person to be okay but maybe I can't help this person and uh, being able to to reconcile that within myself and let go and not solve the problem 
I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who's a teacher because I was I was saying to them if I start doing this kind of stuff I am at some point like people are gonna die like people are I'm gonna be talking to someone who is suicidal and then you know next week they're not gonna be there for their appointment kind of thing like I'm already sort of preparing myself for the idea that that will happen and I was talking to this teacher friend of mine saying it's obviously not as obvious it's not as life and death although i mean it it depends how you look at it but you must surely deal with kids where you're like i can't fix this like grow like kids that are in like year seven that can't write their own fucking name and shit like stuff that she's told me about before it's like you must you must come up against these barriers where as a professional, you're like, there is nothing I can do here. This yeah. this person is just going to continue to fail and God help them when they leave school because they're fucked. How much, of, um, like, how much input do you think that a teacher should put in above the bare minimum? So, like, she'll have her professional obligation, but, like, do you think there's anything that she could do in that situation to help out? And then if there is, is there some sort of like moral obligation to go a little bit further? Um, I don't know. I think it's hard to like my outside analysis of her workload says to me that she already doesn't have the time to take on this extra amount of these individual students. There should be, additional services for these kids like there should be these support teachers whatever they could teachers aides whatever they're called in classrooms there should be smaller classrooms like this is all a matter of funding this is all a matter of state funding if you're in a if you're in a government school and funding allocation if you're in a fancy private school so i don't even think that it should come down to the moral choice of the teacher who already has a lot to deal with and takes their work home routinely. So at some point it's just part of the job, you feel? I mean, it has to be. It's unfortunate, but... That's at, fair. And at, at some point it does just have to be part of the job that there are going to be kids that, you know, I surely you put a little bit more time and effort into them, but there's, I think, I, I would say, not being a teacher myself, there's only so far you can go. I remember when I was doing my diploma, there was a guy who... He was, we were at a party and he was talking about how he does, uh, like, I think a similar sort of job where, like, the way he explained it was essentially he's, uh, his job is to try and stop people from killing themselves. And he's having real trouble. It's my job to talk people out of killing themselves. He's having a real hard time because they keep killing themselves. And I was like, how do you have that conversation at work where your boss is like, man, you're not hitting your KPIs this week? A lot of people are dying. You need to pick up your game. It feels like. But such I have a... zero complaints. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like it's. Um, it was. It's just the way he said it in a party. Everyone was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, struggling <laughs> at work, man. People keep fucking necking themselves. I tell you what, the boss is really up my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, 
that's gonna be do, that's gonna be hard though. As yeah. well, like, and where do, also where do the support workers go for support? Are there like support workers above those support workers, and um, how do they feel? But usually, usually companies like that will have like you get a free company, therapy. yeah, a company therapist, or you get free therapy and stuff like that. I know. But imagine doing therapy for therapists. Like if that's your job. Imagine going to therapist and you've been raped, and you read therapist written down, and it says the rapist, and you're like, oh no. Well, they're not called you, therapists. They're called psychologists. Psychologists, it's on, yeah. It's on their door, like, oh. before you walk in and you're like, oh, no. Oh, dear. Not and you've got dyslexia as well. So, you, the, there's like a you, you see a space and you're like, oh, my God. He's here. Yeah, I'm not sure. They've given him an office. I'm not sure let's that's work, how that works. Let's workshop this bit. <laughs> but, yeah, I can... I'm definitely the first person to notice that therapist is the rapist. What's, um... They used to call psychiatrists um, trick cyclists, which is weird. Bring that back. It's like a, I don't know that why. That sounds like they're popping wheelies and shit. Yeah, a trick cyclist? That yeah. shit rocks. Psychiatrist. A trick Some cyclist. Some X Games shit. Yeah, man. I'm just looking it up now. Um, I didn't know this, but rehab costs money. Some pl- tra- treatments are free, apparently. But if you want, like, drug and alcohol rehab... Uh, it can cost, apparently, in some places, as much as $65,000 for a 28-day live-in period. And it's like, this is just for celebrities, isn't it? The place where... Because I've uh, seen drug addicts. They don't have sixty grand. No, if they did, they'd have more drugs. Yeah. The place where uh, an ex-partner of mine used to go pretty regularly was not that, but it was definitely fancy. It was mm. definitely... Expansive. Yeah, imagine getting into massive amounts of debt while at rehab and then mm. coming out and it's like, well, I have crippling debt, might as well do drugs again. Yeah, pretty much. I can't believe that that's not part of like Medicare or some kind of government program. Like, like, like I said, like, you know, I, I have another friend who went to Greylands, which is like you can just, and, and she's an immigrant as well, so she doesn't even have... Medicare, and she could still go to this place for free. That's pretty good. Is it like a uh, like a charity or like a non-profit? Uh, I don't know what it is technically. I don't know what its business status is, but but you know we treat immigrants here. They can go to hospital and stuff like that, even if they don't have Medicare. Do you think that's so? That's a good thing. You feel. I mean, yeah, obviously. If you're living in the fucking country, bro, it doesn't matter whether or not you're a citizen. But what about people just immigrating for the health care? What do we do about them? Well, I think there's a limit on what they can get, you know. Yeah, but they still come here for it. Yeah, maybe. We just watched a documentary on Stan about white nationalism in Australia, and it's really poorly made. It's like some collaboration. Just like our white nationalist movement. It, it you're not joking cuz like I've like, I've seen documentaries of like white supremacist groups in America. I saw Louis Theroux's thing and I've seen American History X and American white nationalists, American skinheads and Nazis, they're actually cool. Okay? Australian Nazis are extremely lame. It might just be the accent. Do you think it's because they can't get guns? So, like, right yeah. off the bat, they're just deflated by that? Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Like, it's hard to feel like a badass militia when, like, the government will yeah, not you let you have a gun. Yeah, you can't stockpile weapons if you're a Nazi. Uh, and if you do, they get raided a lot because they're deemed as terrorist organizations pretty quickly. So, like, the main guy, I forget his name, he's, like, the most prominent Nazi 
in Australia. He's in jail now, I'm pretty sure. And the documentary, they send in like some guy to like, as like an undercover guy. So he's got like a hidden camera and everything. And they, before they let him in, they give him the call. And it's like, so how'd you hear about us? You know? And he's like, oh yeah. And I just down at the pub, just heard people talking about it at the pub. Like, oh yeah, the pub. That's, that's really cool. Like he starts off being really suspicious. Like, how'd you hear about us? Who are you really? And then it's like, oh, oh you've heard of us. Oh, the pub. Well, that's all right then. I do cool. go there. So how would you describe your political leanings? And the guy's like, oh, I'm basically racist. And the dude's like, oh, yeah, yep, cool. That's what we're looking for. It's just so lame. Jesus. The, there's like this, I get what they're going for is this kind of like secret underground gang where you need to know to say the right things. But they're all fucking idiots. Yeah, but they haven't thought through how people might answer the questions. So they're asking questions that make sense, but you can hear him on the phone just being like, yep, uh uh-huh, yep, yep, like not listening really. The dude's just talking like, oh, yeah, it's it's basic, you know, it's the Arabs and they just want Medicare. And like he's not thought it through either. He doesn't know what to say. It's like this is an investigative journalist. This is the worst shit I've ever Sounds seen. Like fucking race to the bottom. But the best, the best part about this documentary is the name. It's called Amongst Us. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was released in 2022, and it's called Amongst Us. Oh my god! Yeah, white nationalism in Australia. Check it out. It's on stand. It's really bad. It's a collaboration with 60 Minutes and some other fucking news outlet. But it's, it's super super bad. They go to the meetings. As is racism. A lot of the a Kids. lot of the meetings that they have is like just dudes going bushwalking together. Like they're just going out into the bush and then they take photos together, holding up flags and doing Nazi salutes. And then they're chanting Klu Klux Klan, Klu Klux Klan, which is not a chant as far as I'm aware. That's an organization. That'd be like if Isn't somebody was... Is it Klu Klux Klan? What? Isn't it Clue? Is it not Clue? I thought it was... No, it's Clue, I'm pretty right. sure. Well, they're chanting I that. thought it was Clue. Clue. Clux. I oh, know, yeah, it is. Clue Clux. There you go. Clue. Ah. K-U. I always thought it was Clue. Well, we've learned a thing. Wow. They need to add that I, extra L because it makes more sense that I'm way. also the dumb one today. Anyway. I know more about racism than you. <laughs> yeah, they're chanting Ku Klux Klan. And it's like, that's not a chant, you idiots. That's another racist organization. That you're not a part of. Yeah. It's so... It's so there la- probably th- are KKK chapters in Australia, I would... I would expect. I mean, Unless probably. Unless they're a terrorist organisation here. There's Proud Boy organisations here. So, like, the the Yanks do definitely get in and, like, spread their bullshit here in all forms, obviously. So, I would not be surprised. It would just be extremely lame. Like, without knowing anything about it off the top of my head, I would say it's definitely Yeah, the Americanization of Australia can suck my nut. Only one of them. It is pretty lame. Um, speaking of Proud Boys, uh, Tennessee and soon to be another 10 or so Republican states banning drag or more specifically Just in general. banning drag. The Tennessee one, you can't do it when there are kids around. Right. Do you see... Uh, and Proud Boys and some other people were protesting 
Oh, you yeah. Know, those, I those might have that. Where they read the books to kids or whatever. And I'm thinking, hey, you're right, wingers. Trump was friends with Epstein and went on his plan. There's photos. Yeah, but he was making America great again. Trump is friends with Epstein. There's photos he was probably of trying Ron to get him DeSantis out. as a teacher hanging out with kids outside of school. There's the whole Matt Gates knowledge. Shut the fuck up. There's the <laughs> whole Matt Gates sex trafficking thing. Like there was that sheriff. No, yeah, sheriff. Who is that guy that was fucking? Texting the fourteen-year-old girls, whatever high school girls, is that Rory something or other? Anyway, look, the list goes fucking on of Republican men who you guys hold up. Like, don't rock up to a drag. Like, if there was cases of any drag person molesting children, we would be hearing about them every time this shit happens. But we're not. Because that doesn't happen. Actually, no, I think it does. I think it has. Uh, drag performer arrested molesting. Let's find out. Mm. Well, this first website is Women Are Human. Well. So auto- automatically I mistrust them. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then there's, Sounds like they've got an agenda. Then there's dailycitizen.focus on the family. Christian Forum. Where are the real news? Did you click on news? Pedophile drag queen found dead in alleyway. There you go. That's the Daily Mail. Look, That's at least a news outlet. Some problems take care of themselves. <laughs> Some days the trash takes itself out. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, the f- the fact that the first few websites to come up are dot coms that uh, clearly have some kind of uh, slant, let's say. Um, it's not, like, disqualifying, but it's definitely foreboding. Anyway, look... Let me walk it back only very slightly. Maybe some... Maybe drag some drag queens molest kids or have been caught molesting but kids. But is it, is it more than, even percentage-wise, like proportionately, more than just regular-ass men that are doing that? Um, yeah, so I guess the... And cons- again... Republican figures and politicians, like you guys are Republicans, you vote Republican, you vote for these people, you support Donald Trump, who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I don't know that the whataboutism necessarily... It's not a whataboutism. I mean, it kind of is, saying that like... No, it's not a whatabout, because you don't need to whatabout what is. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know what that statement means. It is the case Uh that these Republicans that are supported by groups like the Proud Boys who are out there protesting drag with all these signs about protecting children. It is the case that those Republicans molest children and traffic children. So it's not a whataboutism. It's not a... Because whatabout is, is what if. And I'm not talking about what if. I'm talking about what is. What is the case. Okay. So if it was the case that... Uh, drag queens have been 
confirmed to have been like molesting kids, then would you would you be on side or would you Sure, if there was an amount of drag queens molesting children that was beyond the normal rate of men molesting children. Does that make sense? So within that community right. they're so o- have if to they're be... overrepresented. Right. Okay. That would suggest okay, there's a problem in this community. But that's not the case. Right, yeah, okay. It's not the case that they're overrepresented as child molesters. Do you have an issue with kids at drag? I don't know enough about drag. I've just watched, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. It depends on the kind of drag, right? There's several different forms. There's definitely family-friendly drag, which is done for charity and is not, like... Sexual in any nature, yeah, that, and it's just fun and performative. As long as it's not sexual, the same as I would expect any man or woman reading books to a child to. They could be sexual because they're a man or a woman. It's possible for them to dress provocatively, but they shouldn't. And so I think it's just the same sort of rule applies for people in drag. The fact that they're gender bending or whatever is not what is bothersome to me, although it is bothersome to many people or some people. Um, it's just as long as it's age appropriate, which it is, is my understanding. Uh, I've, I mean, I've seen some things that are very tame. So, like, Drag Queen story time feels like it's very tame. They're, it it's, is. It's, like, there are, I'm pretty sure it's, like, a school library or something, and the drag queens that are doing it are, like, it's still drag makeup and everything. Yeah, but, but that, that's makeup is not... No, that's but that's my point. Is like it's it's very fairly tame there. But then I've got a thing here. Do you remember this in Texas, the bar that had a big sign that said it's not going to lick itself? Yeah, but is that that was an ice cream place? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that got taken out of context as being like a thing that they set up. But my understanding is that that's an ice cream place in Texas. Yeah, that's very and that's their sign. Also. On top of this, I would like to say that weirdly in the last couple of years, ice cream places, because when I... Ice cream places have been getting very racy these days. uh, Well, you say that. I had a shirt... Stick your dick in it. I had a shirt when I worked at an ice cream parlour. Thanks for (laughs) saying that. At an ice cream parlour here where it was an ice cream in a cone and the words that made up the ice cream said lick and the words that made up the cone said bite. And I had to wear that uniform as a 16-year-old. Hey, lick, bite. Yeah. <laughs> Come over here, give me and two it just scoops said, like, of the caramel. It just said like lick, 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 lick over and over again, bite, 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 bite to make up the cone. It was very, very strange. Liberal use of the word lick there. I'm not saying anything about the venue here. But yeah, of course. Well, who wrote this story? Uh, this is a website called Reason.com. Ooh. Free minds and free markets. Okay. I wonder well, what they're into. Yeah. You fucking go. So even if they know that, which they may not because they didn't bother to look any further, they just saw a photo and wrote an article about it. If they knew that, they would withhold that. Do you Go- not think Google that the venue the, is Google a little the bit... Phrase. Inap- yeah, but... Pardon me. 
Yeah, I think that's inappropriate to have in a in a family serving venue, but that's on the venue. That's got nothing to do with drag, and that's yeah. what it's being made out to be. That oh, look at these drag people in front of this sign. It's like, well, they didn't make the sign. Have an issue with the venue. So let's see. This is as far as I'm aware, hell. Hooters is a family restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that is another thing. Is like so there's. So I think a good argument is that like Republicans don't really care about like they don't uh, care about kids because they put them in cages and they molest them. Uh, they, <laughs> they don't care about decency in the way that they would tout it because so you know. they, like exposing kids to what we would call like be, like sexualized imagery is not something that Republicans or conservatives care about. Because they take one, they take their kids, they take their sons to Hooters, which is like the whole point of the business is that it's women with huge tits and skimpy outfits feeding you beer and wings. Like that's the beginning, middle, and end of that business model. So you know that's fucked up. And dad's tweeting like, you know, I took my sons to fucking Hooters the other day. Look at and they're like staring off and whatever. So you're exposing your kids to. Uh, maybe not sexually explicit, but as close to explicit as you could. It's definitely a, a more sexualized environment. It's not neutral. It's definitely more sexual than drag story time. Uh, and then you've got like the child pageant pageants and stuff like that, which I need to just double check this, but I'm pretty sure child pageants also have like a swimsuit. Um, I think that the big, they do. I think that yeah. the big yeah yeah exactly child pageantry is fucking sick and disgusting. Um, and it's a big thing in red states. So there you go. I think that there's a bit of a tell on the part of conservatives because I think that they equate drag and gender bending to sexuality and sexual satisfaction. Like these people are getting off by wearing women's clothes. And it's like, I feel like that's saying more about you than it is about them. I feel like you might think that it would feel good to wear women's clothes and you are projecting that onto these people. That's just... I get the impression that you're... Te- you, 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 yourself, you're dry snitching. So, <laughs> dry yeah, events snitching. may include swimsuit, swimwear, evening wear, talent, interview, writing, evening skills, modeling. Wear. That is fucking creepy as fuck. And that is explicitly, like... They're dressing little girls up like adults. I think the... Like, I would need to talk to somebody who's, like, in that world to understand, like, the history or the context of it. But from the outside, it just looks like the gimmick is that you're taking very small children and dressing them up like adults. Similar to what you might do if you dressed a baby like a cowboy. But the difference is, it's like... A sexy cowboy. Yeah, it's like pageantry and the girls are in skimpy outfits. Like, did you ever see... What was the... Where was Honey Boo Boo from? Yeah... Um, it's it's like pageant mums or yeah, something. Yeah, I kept thinking of dance mums, but that's not it. But um, anyway, like the shit that they get the kids to do is fucked up. And the, the shit the kids go through as performers and like growing up in that environment is fucked up. Like people come away extremely traumatized from those environments. Like actually traumatized, not fake trauma that you're projecting onto your kids because they saw a gay guy hug his husband um 
Have you seen Little Miss Sunshine? Yes, that is not. a great film. Yeah, that rocks. I, I, keep, re- I can't, It's Paul one of those films Dano. that I kept seeing around, but I never saw. I rewatched that not too long ago. I think on pills. So a drag show at a Dallas gay bar. I still had Sarah Quill. Um, uh, what's his face? Steve Carell is great in that. Yeah, everyone's great in it. It rocks. True. Good movie. So I don't think this was like a family ice cream bar. No, this is this is a gay bar. There is liquor over there. All right. And that's it. Myth busted. We did it, kids. Wow. We did it. Look, I think... But you could... Yeah, I mean, look, if you're a parent... But this is the other thing. And uh, that is something I can see that I'd heard that it was... Uh, but I, I'm correct that it is a part of the establishment anyway. Um, but that introduces a new problem, right? Which is the nature of the establishment. But parents took their kids to that establishment. Mm-hmm. Now, Republicans just spent the whole last two years banging on about how parents know what's best for their kids and don't tell my kid that they need to wear a mask because I'm telling them they don't need to wear a mask and bloody fucking blah. They're all parents' rights when it suits them to be sort of contrarian. But now when when parents take their kids to a bar, which you're allowed to do, to watch a show... That's a big fucking issue, and you want to control other parents now? Like, come on. Again, like, so I don't think inherently the issue is. I don't inherently have an issue with taking kids to a venue that is also a bar. I think, it, like, um, I think there's something to be said about, like, exposure to alcohol for young kids. Like, seeing yeah, people drink, like, that is probably inappropriate. I Look, I agree. I don't. I wouldn't take my child to a bar, probably. Maybe like a, a family-style pub. But I don't but know I that I would tell another person that they couldn't take their kid to a bar. Like, I may not agree or approve, but if as long as they're not feeding... But allowing their kid to drink alcohol, then feeding that's on them alcohol. feeding them alcohol. Then that's up up to them. That's their choice as a parent. Much like how, how you, I guess, Jello shots. I was going to say, how do you feed someone alcohol? But it, but you know, much you like how food. it's up to the parent whether or not their kid watches Ren and Stimpy or South Park or The Simpsons, any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at the clothes that were at this event now, and they don't look. They don't look racy. The raciest thing about them is probably like fishnets, but like, what's the but deal again, with this fishnets? Is, this is conservatives telling on themselves because to them that is like kinky and out there and yeah, I provocative. Don't, like to my sensibilities, I don't think this is inappropriate. If a mum wore this just to like out to some event, I don't think that people would be complaining. I don't think it's inappropriate to dress like that around kids that are like, you know eight or whatever uh i don't know i don't i'm not gonna pull up uh video and go through the whole thing over again because it's old news but like i feel i've i've seen different clips of like drag shows where there are kids involved i don't know if it's like a an event for kids or if it's a drag event that's, that's already on and there's parents that happen to have brought their kid to a bar or a pub or whatever um but i've seen some shit that is definitely inappropriate like those uh like drag titty uh yeah see that shit is a no and it's like your boobs are they're boobs that are out and they're like bouncing around or whatever and that's funny but it's also extremely adult 
It's incongruous, as Michael Knowles would say. Yeah, and you're right. Conservatives definitely do tell on themselves when they try to explain the things that are wrong with drag, like kids around drag in general. So, like, if the drag queen's dressed in a manner that you would say is, like, sensible or, like, modest or whatever, not sexually inappropriate or sexually explicit in any way... They would still have an issue with it. They would still say, well, that's still a man in a dress. And that's the thing that they have an issue with. They don't like the idea of kids being exposed to any form of queerness. Full stop. Yeah. So, like... Any I think gender bending, any... Uh, anything a, outside. A, a normative yeah. gender expression yeah, so or like, sexuality. And they've had to call it... As we've discussed this before, I don't know if we discussed it in the pod, but they've had to cool it on the sexuality front a bit because they've they have lost that ground. But the trans battle, the drag battle, they feel like they can still win, and yeah, so they're so trying. The idea of seeing a man dressed as a woman is like is allegedly it's like confusing and damaging to their psyche or whatever, which is like. Is all bullshit. Bullshit. There's no like actual evidence that it causes any kind of damage at all. It might be initially confusing to kids that don't understand, but it's like kids play dress up anyway. Yeah, and that's really all drag is. Like, it as is. A, it's, it's just adult dress up. Yeah, in its essence, that's just what that is, and you can choose to do more adult or explicit or sexually provocative things with that medium if you want, and that's fine to do with adults. I think the issue on the side of people who are defending uh, drag shows and stuff like that is that they don't want to be viewed as being homophobic, so they just like they just it's like cope they just put up with the shit that's inappropriate so like so you talk about liberals basically well yeah so like liberals who i think that f- having feel like they have to defend all drag well yeah so i feel like having the the drag show at a gay at an actual bar uh whether it's a gay bar or a straight bar an actual bar with a big a sign that says it's, that where it's with a sign that says it's not going to look at itself i think that's an inappropriate venue to have a kids event yeah I think that that's that's a foul. You shouldn't have done that. That's fucked up. But people don't want to cede any ground to this whatsoever. Like I've seen, like Sam Cedar did a bit on on this uh, exact event, and his takeaway was like, "This just people enjoying themselves." And it's like that's true, and none of the performances are inappropriate, but the venue is kind of fucked up, don't you think? Like I wouldn't have my kids go to a venue that was at a bar like why are you having a kids event at a bar doesn't make any sense yeah it's I not agree. a family restaurant and i and i like i like sam a lot and i think he's often reasonable but sometimes he suffers from liberal brain and that is part of liberal brain it's that you just you sweepingly align yourself with the things that you are supposed to yeah like if you're a if you're a part of a minority group that has been historically uh, oppressed and discriminated against and still faces like existential threats currently, uh, you're, you should be protected from harm and you should be protected from like death threats but you and actual violence. But and, you're not infallible. You're not infallible yeah. and you're not immune to criticism. And I feel like this is a thing where you could have very I think reasonably... think your outfit is trash... Yeah, Yuff is trash. Yeah. I think so. I think the what we're trying to say here is that 
if you're Ban going Tennessee. If you're going to take What have they done lately? If you as an adult are going to take your child to a drag show, uh, it's probably best to make sure that it's age appropriate before you take them and that the venue is age appropriate. But also, if you take them to a show and you know that it's not an age-appropriate venue or age-appropriate show, that is on you as a parent. That's It comes yeah, back to the parent. It shouldn't be about... The, the drag queens and the show should not be penalised. So long as they are saying the content that is going to be in here is going to be like either sexually explicit or six, six, 15, 16 or 18 plus... Um, and maybe they should employ restrictions on that and be like, hey, audience, you should like you can't buy tickets unless you're over 18 because this is going to be explicit content or at least let have let customers know that this is what's going to be yeah, involved. Parents let their kids watch R-rated movies before they're... Technically, I don't think. Uh, technically, I don't think they're allowed to. They're not allowed to, but they do it anyway. It's the same but as the parents even, who buy even, alcohol for the kids before they okay, turn okay. eighteen. Okay, well, let's let's look at even like MA fifteen movies. Yeah. So you need your parents' permission if you're. Uh, I'm pretty sure you need your parents. No, you need to be supervised. MA is supervised. M fifteen is just M fifteen is just permission, and MA is direct supervision. Right. So you can. Make those choices. I'm just comparing it to like exposing children to content because you might have because those things are based on averages, right? And you might have a child that you feel is particularly mature or is going to be particularly. You you you're a parent. You can make those calls within legal reason to say, yeah, my kid is like 12 or 13, but I reckon that they can watch this. MA15 movie because I, I know them and I think they'll be fine with this content. They can watch John Wick or whatever the fuck it is. Do you think that there should be some kind of event regulator that is essentially like the same sort of thing with movies having their own ratings? Do you think that like if you want to do a paid event, you need to get uh, some kind of event uh, inspector, I, let's say, or an event regulator I mean, to be like, what's um, going to be, what's going to be happening? Who's going to be there? Will there be alcohol? What's the age? Of a lot the of people? events tend to do that anyway and list it in the description. So when you look at things like the Fringe Festival, so Fringe Festival will list all of the shows and whether or not they're eighteen plus or if they're for mature audiences. What's going to be involved? Is that like officially regulated? Like if I yeah. rated something as being yeah, family it's offici- friendly, it's officially regulated by the Fringe Festival. I'm not aware. Okay, so by Fringe, but yeah. not by the government. No. Okay. Do you think that that could be something good that the government does is like regulate no, those I kinds of events? No, I do not think the government should be involved in that because okay. it will just become, it will become like this where they go, okay, well that's R18 plus when it may just, it may not be sexual in any manner, but it features um, like gender, queer themes and they're like oh well you know only 18 plus for that and it's like well no like that's just people expressing their sexuality it but it does it isn't sexual in nature i just don't like how this has become such a like ideological battleground for people like people are deliberately taking their kids to drag shows now to like signal to people how progressive they are like look i don't have a problem with it and it's like 
That's the wrong reason to spend time with your kids. No, I, I don't think that's it. It's not about... Some people are doing that, is my point. It's like the yeah. fact that it's become this sort of like, this is just the latest battleground. This is the latest like culture war issue that conservatives have hitched their wagon to because they have nothing better to do with their time. And like Dylan was saying, is like the hypocrisy of it is that they still support their uh, pedophile or pedophile adjacent or alleged pedophile um, uh, politicians, like Matt Gates allegedly trafficking uh, underage girls across state lines and grooming them allegedly, mm. or Trump definitely being friends with Epstein and allegedly, probably allegedly. He's on the flight logs. Yeah. So it's like um like the the issue isn't that they care about kids and they're worried about the 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 safety well, or, I, the or, or security is, like, of their kids. It's that they don't like queerness. Some people like people do get caught up in the save our children or whatever. like there are people who genuinely but it's because it's hyped up to be an issue and they're responding to that hype. Like, there are definitely people on the ground floor who do care about kids and who are being led by politicians and media to believe that this is an existential threat to children. And, and the thing is... And they're kind of just following. And what's dangerous about that is if, that if you genuinely believe that this is an existential threat to children, then that kind of justifies the In a kind country like America, people are going to start blasting. People have started blasting. There have been multiple mass shootings at drag shows and at gay bars um, in the last couple of months. And so I've got a, I've got a story here, which is, I mean, it's, it's kind of heartwarming. I don't know... I don't know how heartwarming it's supposed to be, but um, West Virginia MMA fighters volunteer a security for local drag show. Aww. So a uh, so MMA fighter Jonathan Hort, who I assume is like a pro fighter, he's gotten his gym to be they're like essentially going to be bouncers for these drag events because uh, there've been a lot of like death threats and stuff like that, and obviously like a lot of shootings. Um. On that as well, you were talking about the Proud Boys. I've got a video here. Christian nationalist wearing chainmail gets pepper sprayed in the face at Ohio drag event. Look at this guy. Wow. Look at him go. Somebody just sprayed him. They've got these. Um, he's got the rainbow umbrellas there as shields. Who wears fucking chainmail and a and a helmet? Yeah, well, it didn't fucking help him, did it? To a protest. It didn't fucking help him out. And then the guy that pepper sprayed him is getting led away. Look at him. Aw. Where's your sword, doofus? Idiot. Should have had your visor down. That's the problem. He's wearing the wrong kind of helmet for this event. Mm. I like that they're using rainbow umbrellas. That's cute. Oh, I'm so hard done by. You got dressed up in that whole fucking outfit just to... Can't even walk out with your head held high, mate. Yeah, that must be really upsetting. Like, you did cosplay for this protest and you were expecting to get in a fight and look like a fucking tough guy and then you got sprayed in the face immediately. Like, as soon as he starts going into this crowd, somebody's yeah, just I like... Yeah, I couldn't really see what was happening on the video. Come on. Oh, now it doesn't want to play. Anyway, where are we at? feel like we're over. We're at 127. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That's including the cold open. All right, well, let's just go straight into premium. All right. 